Welcome to Eventful Brighton, where we bring you notable stories and events from in and around Brighton. If you want to keep your finger on the pulse in Brighton, or you want to know what's happening in Brighton from afar, then you're in the right place. Come with me as I get under the skin of Brighton, its people, its places, and its events. Eventful Brighton is brought to you by wireworldproductions.com. Now, the Udderbelly is a big blue upside-down cow that tours the country attending various festivals, including a very own Brighton Festival. And I had the pleasure of uh, sitting in the in the bar, which is actually a tent, and chatting to two comedy sketch teams who were playing there, Greedy and the pros from Dover. So we had a great chat, and uh, do have a listen, because you will learn about lots of useful things like bowel gas problems, accidents that only rich people can have, uh, what it's like to be kissed on the head by Jodie Kidd, what Reek Mail is really like and how to succeed in cow tipping. Enjoy. I'm sitting with Neil Cole, Phil Whelans, Louis Bayliss. Okay, Louis is from, from Greedy and Neil and Phil are from the pros from Dover. We are. Are you looking forward to... Who's going on first? Is it you guys? Yeah, yeah, we're going on... We're doing kind of blocks and then we're doing a little bit together at the end. Um, and we're sort of up first. Phil will go on, introduce us, and then we'll do our first block, and then uh, then it's the pros doing their block afterwards. It seemed to work, didn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Now, I'm, I'm interviewing a bit blind here, because I've never seen the greedies, but I've heard you're very good. Is that true? Yeah, well, you know, absolutely brilliant. You know, uh, what can I say? It's always a really weird question. I always think that's for someone else to decide. Obviously, we think we're good enough to do it, which is why we do it. But, uh, yeah, I hope so. Hopefully. We enjoy it. It's good fun, and hopefully it's very silly. And if we can raise a smile, then we've done our job. So that's basically... Well, I'm looking forward to it, because I like silly stuff. The sillier, the better, really. Really silly. Really silly. I mean, don't... There's nothing highbrow, you know. It's, it's not about that. It's just pure... Childishness really is. You just, yeah, the, the more childish, the better. Comedy with a heart. Comedy with a heart. <laughs> I've heard you're a bit like the big train. Is that really annoying to hear that, or um, do you agree with that? No, I think that's all right. I, I kind of don't mind that comparison. It's, yeah, I've had a few reviews that have sort of likened us, and I think it is just that off-the-wall comedy that just has a twist, and you don't know where it's going to go. And it, and it worked for Simon Pegg, so that's all right. <laughs> and he looked like him as well. Thanks. That sound you can hear is uh, Richard being winched into his seat. (laughs) (laughs) What, I mean, the roaring sound? Hello, Richard. Hello there. I thought you looked uncomfortable up there. Yeah, they just flung me over. uh, Your harness. Mm. Very good. Of course, this this is Richard Glover they're talking about. Do you often take the mickey out of Richard? Because I think you're picking on them a bit. Uh, They they think I speak funny. As as it goes. (laughs) Richard's just exploded, that's what that sound was. He sat down and a pocket of air was forced into his upper half, which uh, then burst. His legs are still okay, though, which means he can get on stage. But Richard is now just a head uh, on the lawn. And a, very, a very handsome head. I think I can still pull later with my legs and my head. Handsome enough to be kissed by who, Richard? Ooh, Jodie Kidd. I was in an advert with Jodie Kidd, it's on the television now. She kisses me on the head and she had to kiss me an awful lot on the head because with uh, retakes and rehearsals... And Did you stuff. do it badly on purpose? I, well, I didn't have to do anything. Also, her lips kept slipping off his head because of the sweat because he was being kissed by Jodie Kidd. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't her lips sweating. 
Yes, it could, no, that's a good point. Well, it could have did, been her she lips. She did get sweating. divorced just after, and I, I, have, a, I have a hunch. <laughs> <laughs> she uses a combined lip gloss and roll-on deodorant no, on her lips. So dare I ask what sketches uh, you're doing tonight, or is it a top secret? No. No, uh, we're, we're, we're doing um, quite a lot of um, old ones that we know quite well, aren't we? We're doing a German one. We're doing a, yes, German. We speak German for a whole sketch. Is that the, dri- the driving test one? Yeah, the driving test one. Uh, the uh, Star Wars driving test. So we're looking forward to doing that. That's newish. That's good. Cheers. I forgot. There's a beer. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, that's a pint of blood for people just listening at home. Um, what else are we doing? Are you doing the Frankenstein sketch? Yes. Yes. Oh, great. I'm glad it's, you're doing that. It's kind of like what we're doing is both, both sets of us, I think, are kind of doing a greatest hits. Because mm. it's the first time we've played the Brighton Festival, certainly. Is it the first time yeah, you guys first, have? Yeah. So, you know, we wanted to come down here and sort of set out a, a strong stall. So our first sort of top five singles um, are what we're doing tonight. And so the ones that you're mentioning off the top of your head as ones that you remember <coughs> are our big selling... Set out a strong stall. i just repeat that. <laughs> Carry on. It's a very good phrase, that. You set out a strong stall after you had that very fibrous <laughs> breakfast no, once, didn't you? Stool. That was a very, you really set out your stall. Uh, sadly, very, you know, he arranged it very, um, in a very organised manner. Well, it was my first time. <laughs> yeah. Has this got anything to do with the fact that his body seems to contain large areas of gas which move around? Oh, yeah, absolutely. His body does <laughs> contain incredibly large areas of gas. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. that way. We're performing in... I'm slightly worried that we're performing in an inflatable venue, which could actually fill to the point where it takes off. <laughs> Can we talk about the cow, actually, yeah. for um, um, a brief moment? What do you think of it? It's a pretty big structure, isn't it? When I first heard of it, when it was up in Edinburgh a couple of years ago, I sort of uh, was, was hoping it would be perhaps a little less sort of a cubic and really be like an upside down cow it's yeah. a very stylized sort of cubic upside down cow yes. if cows were square which i'm sure the meat industry is looking at um, <laughs> they slice more evenly that yeah, way yeah exactly they, they, it would be like that uh, my mum my mum when i t- sort of told her i was doing this gig said um i said it's an upside down cow and she said oh why upside down <laughs> And I said, because if it was the right way up, you just have to have four tiny venues <laughs> with about three seats in. And then a massive kind of uh, sort of trapeze artist or some kind of air display flying show kind of up in the stomach or something. Yeah, yeah. And what was your mother's response to that? Uh, mother, I have no mother. Uh, she disowned me. Uh, don't be sarcastic, she said. And I said, but uh, uh, yeah, don't be sarcastic, I replied. Uh, she said that's more sort of facetious. So she didn't respond that, well, what if the cows are lying down because it's about to rain, perhaps? That. That's right, yeah, that's a good point. The cow is lying down because it's, it's, it's predicted uh, this torrential downpour. It was down- the right way up, but some uh, people from the countryside did a bit of cow Pushed tipping. Over, yeah. You know, when you go and push cows <laughs> over and now it's upside down, yeah. which is much better. They realised, God, we can fit more seats in. It's brilliant. So um, for once, Yobs did a good thing. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about cow tipping briefly? Yes. Um, do you think it's actually possible to tip a cow over that's sleeping? Open question. I, I don't know. Um, I know. Uh, I've heard stories from loads of comedians who've been coming back late from gigs in the in the in the country and stuff. They they sort of they'll share a car back, you know, to London from Taunton or somewhere, and they say, "Oh, we got out, and we tipped a, car, a cow over." Uh, at night and I never believe them I always want to see evidence YouTube must have it now must have there must be some cow tipping on YouTube don't they explode I hear they explode no you're thinking about feeding pigeons aspirin 
or something. It's supposed to, if you feed putting pigeons... in a, in a Coke bottle. That's what you're thinking of. Mm. Am I? Yeah. Okay. Not tipping cows if, over. If you feed pigeons uh, aspirin, <laughs> the cow, a cow will explode somewhere. It's like every time, you know, an angel gets created, every time someone... A cow explodes. Sort of, yeah, a tree, yeah. A tree yeah. falls in the forest, yeah. yeah. Every time yeah. A, yeah, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> an angel gets its wings every time a cow explodes. A cow explodes. in the forest, but no yeah. one can hear it. it. Yeah. yeah. Louis, how come you're the, you're the only representative of uh, Greedy? Is, is there anyone else within your eyesight that you can see who... Could represent Greedy also. Why is that girl suddenly going away? I don't know. I don't. I've never seen her before. Oh yes, I have. She's in Greedy. She looks different. Yes, she's coming over. This Felicity. Well, she's coming over. This is Felicity Wren. You must be Felicity Wren. I am. Sorry, I was eating a banana. It's okay. I've <laughs> eaten many bananas in my life. I love. And a banana is very difficult to eat if you're a girl. Oh, on a train. Why is that then? Girls explode. <laughs> <laughs> they just eat too much banana, they we'll explode. Over in a it's a sort of urban myth. <laughs> Have you seen it on YouTube? Mm-hmm. No, but I have a feel I will do tonight when I you search have a for feel it. when you do. Yeah. So, you're looking forward to the show, Felicity? I really am looking forward to it. I think it should be really good fun. The rain has stopped and uh, the sun is trying to shine, and we're gonna be, it's going to be fun in there, which is going to be fantastic. fantastic. Uh, can I ask you what uh, Rick Mayall is like in the flesh? He is absolutely gorgeous. Really? Very well spoken as well. I think because you see him so often doing characters, you just don't realise how posh he is. And he is rather posh. Wasn't he, you know when he did, um, he did that um, satire, that sort of political satire, didn't he? What was it called? Can anyone remember? The New Statesman. The New Statesman. The New Statesman, because he was quite posh in that, wasn't he? I suppose so, yeah. Alan Bastard in that, yes. But you think that was him just playing around, but actually when you speak to him, he's, he's such, got such an actor's voice. It's, you know, really kind of rounded and beautiful, yeah. Well, he had a horrific accident riding a quad bike. Yeah, that's a did. sort of posh, that's an innate posh person's <laughs> accident. It's like accidentally <laughs> shooting yourself in the face with kind of an antique musket. It's, <laughs> Sort of posh. It's a posh person being crushed under a suit of armour. So coming off a quad bike implies that you have a quad bike. And that I've had an accident. Some of my gold fell out and I slipped over on it. It's, it's just a classic posh person's argument, a sort of uh, accident. Or, or you're on a stag do. With yeah. some other rich people. <laughs> but that happened to Ozzy, didn't it? And yeah. Ozzy's He's not posh. He's yeah, not no, posh. He's not posh, but he's very rich. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne and Rick Mayall are the two most famous people ever to have a near-fatal quad bike accident. Oh, right, OK. Anyone challenging me on that? Brian Harvey from E17 <laughs> ran himself over. That's a great... Yeah. That's a fantastic... What, on a quad bike? No, no, with a car. But he managed to run himself over. The driver of a car ran himself over. I think it was Mercedes is, or something. Yeah, I think it was a Mercedes. He's got very long arms and legs. Um, Not anymore. No. Unless you're an octopus, how can you possibly run yourself over? It was automatic. Oh, he wasn't in the car at the time. Mm. Okay. No, he was in the car at the time. But there is a rumour that he, uh, it was actually gangland that he was, you know, someone pinned him down under the car and he was kind of under pressure. He would actually have been killed had he named them. Or yeah. It's true. This, there's a I'm rumor. sorry, I thought it was a... There's, no, it's a kind of showbiz rumour oh, that he was... Did he, did he owe himself some money and uh, <laughs> he hadn't paid up for a while and he thought, right, I'm going to fucking do myself in. Yeah. Do it. The, uh, fucking do it. <laughs> That's an explicit word. Oh, do it, yes. Anyone else got some, um, some ideas on how a rich person might have an accident? Um... Trying to say their complete name in one breath <laughs> in suffocating. Uh, oh, do I have another one? <laughs> well, if it's the only one, you're the only one uh, that's coming up with um, ideas. Plane crash. <laughs> Plane crash? Plane crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your own helicopter yeah, crashing. Helicopter crash. Yeah, driving yeah. your own helicopter. Yeah. 
uh, Zeppelin crash. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, Fel- Felicity and Louis, can I ask you a question? I'm mm. slightly confused, because are there four of you, five of you? Four, of uh, four actors, one director, uh, stroke writer, so there's five of us, really. Okay. But That's four why I believe a gentleman, a yeah. non-performing but vital member. Yeah. Absolutely, we mm. couldn't do it without Alan. Right. Is Alan need here tonight? Yes, yeah. he is here tonight. But he's not on the stage? No, he'll be, hopefully, making sure all the cues happen at the right time and um, uh, just looking after us, really. Sounds good. So how long have you guys known each other then? Well, yeah, Neil and I have known each other a long time. I've probably, yeah, 10 or 11 years. I probably met Felicity slightly before, and Louis, in fact, slightly before I met Greedy as an entity because they run two very fine venues in London that I've performed at and stuff. So that would be about four years you know, Namely the Hen and Chickens and the Albany. Yeah, low down at the Thanks. Albany. Where they set out their stall. Yeah, they set out their stall. <laughs> when will they unblock that toilet? <laughs> uh, Funny you mm. say that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think sort of we, we all kind of met on the sort of sketch uh, sort of circuit, whether it be performing or, or in uh, Louis and Felicity's case, sort of running two venues, probably in the last kind of four years or so, sort of in, in all. We've been doing this version of the Pros from Dover for about three years, I guess. How long have you been doing Greedy? It's about three years as well. This will be our third Edinburgh if we go up, mm. when we go up this year. And, um, it's a different we, we, we started with five, we became four, but then it changed. It was like... We put that to bed, started again, but we'd been working, what, about two years prior to that? Yeah. So, I mean, we've been together a long time. Yeah. And I think it's with Greedy, uh, we all trained as actors. Mm. So it, it comes from an acting standpoint, sure, you know. Yeah. So although the things we do are quite ridiculous, we do try and make them as truthful as possible. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, your motivation dinosaurs. for yeah. being a T-Rex, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, you know exactly where your motivation is coming from. I saw that video on, the, on was it YouTube? It was on your MySpace page, the T-Rex... It was, uh, was it like musical chairs or something? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. I had to do a biography for that one. I had, yeah, yeah, I had to. I did. We did. Yeah, we thought we did thought bubbles <coughs> for each character. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very serious business. Being a T Rex. The uh, main problem with that sketch was always the fact that the sketch before it was Lua and Rachel doing an OAP race where they dribbled a hell of a lot onto the chairs, and right. then we played a game of musical chairs. And not only were you trying to make sure you had a chair, but you were trying to make sure you had the chair without the flob on uh, for you to sit on, which was always a charm. It's very deep, you know, that's yeah. the thing. I think that's where really the true acting shines through with Greedy. So how did Greedy, how did Greedy start? Um, it was, we'd all kind of done some writing, because James also is one of the Greedies, and he looks after the hen and chickens in the Albany as well. And... Um, He'd done some writing with Alan and I'd done some writing. We'd all been doing bits and pieces and we just sat down and just said, why don't we do something? Why don't we just try this out? And if it's rubbish, we'll never do it again. And if it works, then we'll keep going. And, uh, and I think it was probably a bit of both to start with. And then, you know, it just worked through and we found our style. And yeah, so it was, it was just a case of we'll have a go. You know, why not? So where was your first venue? At the Hen and Chickens, we were very we lucky. <laughs> we knew the management really quite well. We went, can we perform here? Yes, we can. And uh, so we, that's where we started. So what's one of the key pieces of advice is to any people out there who want to form sketch groups, establish yourselves at one of uh, one or two of London's or Brighton's finest <laughs> venues. <laughs> so then you will always have a promoter who's willing to put you on because that's you. <laughs> it's I, worked very uh, well for us. I own... Uh, Oh, it's called Exhibition Centre. Um, and I'm thinking of starting an exhibition uh, soon. I don't know what. Maybe the boat show. I might have that there. 
Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to go and put some makeup on. They already do a boat show. Though. Well, best of luck for tonight. Thank you very much. I'm sure you'll be fantastic Thank at my makeup. Good luck, Chris. <laughs> See you after the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Louis. Thanks a lot. Thanks for talking to us. So I'm now just left with the pros from Dover. Now, pros from Dover. The name is interesting. I read all about it on your MySpace page about the, the MASH movie. So who came up with the idea? Um, me. It's sort of stuck in my head from when I was a kid. I saw the film MASH when I was a kid, and I'd seen the TV series, but, you know, my, my mum, I think, said, oh, it's a film with Donald Sutherland and Elliot Gould. And I was sort of thinking, you know, I was only sort of seven or something, and thinking, I can't be as good as a TV series with Alan Alder and anything. But I, I liked it a lot more. I thought it was really good, and I thought they were sort of cooler and everything. And it had the scene where they, uh, they call themselves the pros from Dover in it. For some reason, it's just always stuck in my head, and I, you know, I don't remember things that easy. But I always, and because it's kind of assonated, it's got two O's in it, O and over. I always thought it was like a sort of a cool, sort of, you know, just odd, slightly surreal name. I know a lot, a lot of people sort of didn't like it when I came up with it, and I, I sort of, you know, I wasn't completely married to it, but I thought it's okay. It's, you know, just, just call things anything, you know, really. I mean, the Beatles is sort of a shit name, but once it people know what it is they you know they sort of forget whether it's bad or good and I just thought it's also one of those things that you shorten to the pros which makes yeah. everyone shortens it and goes uh, I just wonder if the pros want to come and do our night at and you go you know and when people are calling you the pros it sounds like you're good yeah, <laughs> it's a sort of weird marketing you know well, other than that it's got absolutely nothing to do with us because um, in the film they're playing golf and um, we don't play golf do we not from One of the interesting things is that in America, much more than here, it's like a byword. It is kind of a, a well-established saying, you know, kind of go, if you want something done properly, uh, get the pros from Dover to do it. So there's loads of consultancy firms and IT companies in the States called the pros from Dover. And is that because of the MASH film? Yeah, completely, yeah. because it was a, a byword of, you know, if you, you know, these people are the best of the best. So you let them do whatever they want. Um, so when, when Phil suggested it as the name for the, the group, I thought, yeah, well, that's great, because it's, as a phrase, it isn't big in the UK. It's not overused. And it makes people go, oh, why are you called that? Are you from Dover? And there's a reason to sort of mm. to talk about the act and immediately. We, and when we go to America and we can do some consultancy work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're buying that big exhibition Yeah, yeah. in yeah. Boston, yeah. I'm going to have it flown. Uh, I'm going to get Earl's Corp taken apart and shipped over piece by piece mm. to America. Don't get the wrong Earl's Court like the, uh, the Americans do. Like the, that's right. <laughs> is, is there another Earl's Court? Yeah. There's one that the Americans bought. And, uh, that was a bridge, wasn't it? Uh, actually, it's actually um, a man called Earl Scort uh, <laughs> that they bought. And uh, now he's, he's outside Dallas. They thought they were getting Earl Scort. Um, well, he's standing motionless outside of Dallas. Yeah, that's right. Rather like a building. Yeah, he's visited, yeah, yeah. Next, he's next to... Uh, isn't London Bridge, the London Bridge that the Americans yeah. Isn't that somewhere out in the, like, the desert? Somewhere? It's actually in London, going over the Thames. Yeah, yeah, the real, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that story true? The, 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 you know, the story is the Americans thought they were buying Tower Bridge, but they got London Bridge and they took it over. Is that true? I don't know. Perhaps we could put it out to our listeners, yeah. who are mainly from America. Yeah. All right, anything more to discuss, or should we call it a day? Um, let's drink the rest of our beer. What, what, what are you particularly looking forward to out of tonight? And what, how are you enjoying the Brighton Festival so far? I'm absolutely loving it. And do you know why? Because uh, going out and talking to people with a microphone, talking to people with a microphone, you have to talk to people and engage with people. And it's a real... Is it, what's the word I look for? Catharsis? No, that's the wrong word. But it's probably a bad selection of word for me. Um, and it forces me to participate. 
and I don't normally participate that well. So I've loved it this year. So you're getting out. I'm get, it's making me get out. <laughs> yeah, I, I get out because, you know, it's soon to be... Your skin's looking much better. Fuck <laughs> 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 nerpies, actually. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sort of uh, getting out and meeting people must be. Uh, it's probably pretty good, you know, sticking a microphone in front of people's faces because people like, you know, like to kind of get out there and say what they think about stuff. Don't they? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in answer to what I'm hoping to get out of it, um, just more exposure to hilarious comedy, really. Tremendous. Yes. Yeah. Tremendous. Let's do our best to be hilarious for you, mm-hmm. uh, and then it'll help the cause of hilarious comedy uh, on podcasts. Yes, absolutely. I'm all for it. Pros from Dover, Neil Cole, Phil Whelans, and Richard Glover. Friend of Jersey Kids. Who has now now, uh, reconstructed his body and is uh, a normal body again, (laughs) with the head on top of it. Thank you very, very much indeed. Thanks, Andy. So thanks very much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. Now, if you go to the main website for the show, which is www.eventsfulbrighton.org, you can see the show notes for this episode with any relevant links to anything that was mentioned. Also, you can leave comments against each show on the site, and do feel free to email any comments or suggestions to feedback at eventfulbrighton.org. So we'll see you next time. wireworldproductions.com